bringing the fun. We're bringing the thunder. We are thunder. Flesh and blood down under. Woo! We are in the beautiful America. We're here in the United States, in California, San Jose, with the one and only Mansant. Thank you. Yes. Oh, look, next to you, Paul, I feel like Boy Sant again. So <laughs> a little intimidated, but yes, yes, I'm here. This is insane. He is Boy Sant in person. Yeah, well, that's fair. Okay, look, I, I am small. I'm sorry. I, I don't have the quite the shoulder blades you're hoping for, I know. But uh, it, it is really fun to be here with you already. This is my only, only my first night in San Jose, and we're already here. Crazy. I've got goosebumps. Like, who would have thought Funder's only been going a short amount of time? Is this episode 20, maybe 21? 21, I think. 21. Um, by the way, we should call it season two now. This is the start of season two. Season two? Season two, America. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> we've, no, we've only we've recorded 20 episodes in Australia. Mm-hmm. Let's try and do 20 episodes in America. I don't know if we'll have time. Don't know if we'll do it. (laughs) We'll try. We'll do do Ethan 10 times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that kind of content. I'm sorry. (laughs) And Manson's our first guest. So welcome. This is Tuesday night before Worlds. The Mm. first ever Flesh and Blood World Championship where we will see... The um the first ever uh, Flesh and Blood World Champion be crowned in just a few days' time. Who are we rooting for? I'm rooting for a lot of people, baby. That was quick. You you know your champion, I guess. <laughs> that was a question mark. It was, oh, was a question, question mark. mark. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, I can't root for myself. Uh, Are you playing worlds? I, I will be playing. Root for worlds. yourself. Are you no. playing Levy? I'm rooting for the League of Levi. If I take home this win, it's because the people behind me. It's not, okay. It's not me. I haven't Who, personally put the prep. Now I'll ask the question this way to you, told Timmy. Pick a hero. Pick a person. Pick a country. I don't care. But who do you think wins? I think someone's going to win that might not be a household name. Fair. Okay. Undiscovered talent. But no, or not, not, not necessarily. Not as recognized. Not as, as recognized. I, I have a feeling just because we are testing all disciplines. Mm-hmm. This is the true gauntlet. We're doing blitz. We're doing classic instructed. We're doing draft. There's people coming from all over the world. People that we haven't seen at the first two pro tours that have mm-hmm. saved their PTIs for that's this event. Tr- that's true too. You know, so we could get some surprises. James said he's expecting 2,000 people what? come through the doors. Yeah. That's incredible. Wow. Goose, goosebumps. I don't know. If, did you, did you if feel we that? get 2,000 people, 2,500 people through the doors, so it's three or 400 playing worlds. What was the number? Uh, maybe 400 sounds about yeah. right, but I don't quote me. 13 Aussies and I think <laughs> 14, like a, 14. 14 Aussies. <laughs> Yep, I'm uh, making up the numbers. 150 Americans. None of them will make that big. <laughs> Hot take. But look, my my, I've always wondered. You've probably told this story before, but and but I need to go deep on it. I don't want to let this go. Mm. Why, Levia? Like, like, really, truly, why? What about her captured your imagination? Can you say that in the right tone? Why Levia? Like, like, what? <laughs> well, what? well, first of all, why Levia? Oh, that, and then you can say it. Then no, can the no, no. It's Levia. You can ask James when you get when you get him on. Ask I have him how heard he the official it. answer, and it is Levia. No, it's either. It's either. Oh, because okay. neither okay. of them are wrong. Okay, you that know means- what I mean. Levia Levia is pronunciation. It's not like the, you know. Well, there is the word Leviathan. And you can't say Leviathan. You'd be surprised Australians can butcher all sorts of pronunciations. (laughs) Our our pronunciation has no rhyme, no reason, doesn't make sense. What has someone described like 
the reason Americans get our accents with the English mixed up is we just sound like drunk English people. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how Aussies speak by default. But anyway, mm. why Levio? Well, look, I think if anyone thinks about just flavor wins in the game of Flesh and Blood, mm. it really has to be Levio that comes to mind because there's something about her thematically that is just really all-encompassing in her gameplay, even to the point where something like blocking with a card is not just this is block value. You can almost think of it like you I have am to blocking. Block. I, oh, I am blocking with my minions. This is a hungering slaughter beast. This is an endless maw that I'm throwing in the way of this attack. That's cool. I mean, that's already like, that's so much cooler than thinking of like a Bolton who's like, okay, here's, here's my like Lumina Ascension that I'm blocking with. How does that make sense? You're, I not, feel attacked. you're not actually blocking with a Lumina Ascension. You're just blocking with a card that says three. But in Levia, there's little things like that. I meant that like just feel really good. The turning of blood, like Levia has Levia has to block to play oh, her yes, deck. Yes, yes. That's what I mean. She's one of the decks that if you don't let her block, it's a problem. For oh, her. Like yeah. she just runs out of. <laughs> she can't banish three cards and get plus damage, right? Yes, yeah. she she has issues. Don't need to remind me. I'm <laughs> well aware of them. So it's flavor, like it's you're flavor. saying. It's flavor. it's flavor. So if okay, I'm gonna. Continue with that thought in my head. If you're, if 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 the real true reason why you're such a Levi stalwart and why you're so passionate about her, that means you're a Timmy, right? Like essentially, you put flavor and passion and your imagination before winning, before competitive, before playing the best deck. Like, and that is one trait of a Timmy. I know you might not like to admit I, it, look, but everyone's got a little bit of Timmy in them. I, okay, I wish I had uh, wholeheartedly accepted this Timmy title earlier. I'm not super familiar even with like the magic things because that that's what that's that's where, where that's where it came from. But it's sort of that. transcended okay. magic. It's an arc, it's a, it's a persona you could really attach to anything, whether it's in gaming or life mm. itself. Rudy well, uses it a lot yeah. um, to describe people that like think they'll quadruple their money every time they buy a box and put it under their bed that's kind a, of thing that's a timmy that's a timmy oh, yeah. okay that's me he well, does he, he has like tries to get a box of everything and puts it away he's hunting shout out we need some still you need french yes german no spanish that. italian yes one of each black label please vendors okay <laughs> i'm not i'm not a, i'm not i'm not a spike i don't need a case just give me a box baby i don't care if you've already got the marvel just yeah, give me he's a, a, he's just a give me just give me a box i don't care <laughs> well, well look when i hear timmy I, I think of you immediately so that that's all positive connotations so yeah i'll take mm. the timmy title sure but sure, like Paul. you know it's not inherently like the most even though you've had astonishing results with it don't get me wrong um and i do think if more people were playing Levia, there'd be a lot more results. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big thing of that, right? Mm -hmm. Why certain rogue decks don't do so well is because you just don't have a critical number of people playing the deck. So yeah. it's not fully to help with the variance. Cause yeah. sometimes you just lose well, you, because you lose, right? You, you yes, don't have enough do. great minds putting in effort into coming up with innovation in a deck that's often overlooked. So I think to myself that, yeah, like something within you likes playing that rogue deck. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there's been things in my, like, past game, I like, I've, I've flipped through some different games in my life, like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, X-Wing, and I've always been attracted to the deck that seemed, like, the least refined, the, the deck that needed some more dedication, and mm. it was discounted, like, a bit too early. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it always, like, the, the like, you know, D-tier deck or, like, the underpowered deck. It was just, what fit that vein? What's the archetype that people just discount? And I, I just want to see what it can do. And it was a bit different, actually, in Flesh and Blood for me because when I started playing the game, 
I was in my own little bubble in the U.S., as most of our communities were here, when Monarch was just dropping. And of those new heroes, I just wasn't aware Leviah was even the bad one. I, I liked it because of the flavor. Like, the initially, that was the buy-in for me. But as I found the larger Flesh and Blood scene and realized, whoa, like, she is that deck. She's that kind of thing that I've liked to do in other games. This is this is my hero. Like we're just gonna stick with it. So you like a challenge? Yeah. Oh as yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Deck building is such such a huge part of card games and why I like them. I think part mm-hmm. of it is there's always that inherent. I don't think there's usually okay. I think the best deck and James White sort of hinted at this the other day that the best deck is probably Kano. Like mm. that's the one that they feel underperformed since launch like but that's because internally they're big Kano fans Mm -hmm. like that's what Jason Chung plays who's arguably the better player or the best player they have in on the dev team Mm -hmm. shout out (laughs) Newson he's better than you mate he beat you (laughs) um and so so I think like decks like Kano might have the highest possible outcome Mm -hmm. but much harder to pilot so the best deck becomes something that's reasonably easy to pilot and learn and then you get these big brain people that put a like they perfect it or they Mm -hmm. but i think because misplays can cost you so much like kano you misplay you die like a lot of times you're actually on one when you kill someone it doesn't Mm -hmm. i I, what i'm saying is because dory is a bit similar people jumped off the dory bandwagon that used to play it so there's no more refining happening but when you play it it's like wait why do people put this in detail it's not detail i still Mm -hmm. don't drop matches into fi like (laughs) <laughs> do yeah. you know what I mean? No, like, yeah. It's, it's super... I think Levi is probably one of those two. Is it's not the simplest deck to just put together. and like It's not super complicated, but mm-hmm. the deck building part is quite tricky. Because well, there's blood dead and no blood dead. There's brute stuff and none. Like it's, it's got a lot happening where you need reps and you need to dedicate yourself a little bit. Kano is like one of those decks if you don't... like. Um, shout out to Pietro from Italy who won Italian Nationals. He's in town mm-hmm. soon, a few days. With his dad. But anyway, he said like he hadn't played Kano in like two months. He can't play it anymore. Like he needs to put in another like 30, 40 games just to get back in the habit of like the decisions, you know. Mm-hmm. I think Levy is probably similar. you got to play it. Like you can't. Bri is not. Fi okay. is not. Well, if you want someone to speak about Levi, <laughs> you're talking to the right person. I can't I can't speak for the Kano trees, mm. uh, decision trees. I know they're beyond me mm. for sure. I Just like you're saying. I don't try with that deck because I respect the complexity of it and I don't think I could ever spike an event with it. But the thing about Leviah that makes her complicated is mostly because of basically like the hot seat that you're in with every decision you make. On your own turn, you're probably only taking like one action. Mm. You most of the time, you know, are swinging for your big attack or maybe if it's a larger turn, you have like one go again that you're playing with. But that's not the choice that's... like, that's not the choice that makes Leviah, is just what attack do I play? The choice that makes Leviah is timing of your first banish. Mm-hmm. Like, what you're playing for in Arsenal, what you need to block around for, uh, you know, protecting certain life thresholds to pivot games mm-hmm. when you have better hands. Because not every Leviah hand is a good hand, so saving life early maybe is, like, a huge deal. Even if you thought you had a good hand early, doesn't matter. Save the life when you can, because you might have the non-block hand later, like, on and on. There's so many things in Leviah that are overwhelmingly punishing if you don't execute correctly. And in the moment, 
it's not even necessarily about making the correct choice. It's about making the informed choice yeah. over all the Levi games you've played to say, look, 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 this hand, it might feel right, but I know the larger game here. Yeah. I know the punishment of this is my last red screamer. What happens if I block with it? I lost my go again. You know, like it's, yeah. it's a resource game on every level with Leviathan. And I, that's what makes her so addicting. Yeah. I love hearing about those nuances and often they're overlooked. Like flesh and blood is more than just playing your hand, attack, block. What card am I attacking? Depends on the turn. turn. But, but <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know. I think every deck, like if you go deep enough, yes, yes. if you really become a master craft like Ethan is of that deck, like, like a real master, the, this is how deep your thoughts can get and, and your big pictures, like you said, life thresholds, you know, what's important? When do you turn on the gas, turn off the gas? When do you pivot? And then not understand your deck, but understand every other deck and mm-hmm. what their potential is at any point in the game. Mm-hmm. seeing a sideboard card and going, oh, geez, that's their straight, you know, like yep. you can, that's, you know, that's why we all love this game, right? It's just so complex. There's so much depth to it. But that's, I think the, the most underrated skill in fab is pick, is sticking to a deck. Like you, I don't think you can master all of them. I think you can pilot all of them, but I don't think you can, like, you know, a lot of these top players, mm-hmm. which will go unnamed. I'm not trying to pick on anyone that, don't have a deck decided till the day before an event and they're switching between four decks. I, I also see those same players not always, like they're not as consistent as some others that seem to stick with, they play, at least they play in Ice Heroes. Like they'll go between Oldham and Iceland. Like I have a similar type of strategy, at least they're playing. You know, Josh Lau, is a, he's, a, he's a warrior player. Like a switch between Bolton and Dory, but it's not like, he's not testing Briar whether it's the best deck or not best. Mm-hmm. Because I think the game, so Blitz, 100% I feel comes down to like more luck, but then there's very specific misplay moments or decision moments where if you mess them up, you lose the game, which have more to do with your opponent's deck is like, should I block or not block is probably what loses you a Blitz game. Mm-hmm. But CC is, which we talked about recently on Thunder, is it's all micro games. It's the same game as Blitz. You just get more turns, but each turn can lose you the game. Like it's the same thing. You still have to get those decisions right. Mm-hmm. And you're way better doing that if you've got 10,000 hours in your deck because you at least have refined those decisions. So you can focus on deciding what the enemies like in response to enemy stuff rather than trying to find your line. <laughs> right. But, but that's still what makes Levia almost frustrating is her ceiling in making those decisions uh, can never really be reached because there is variance at play yes. in some of it. And that's where, you know, the results by not just me, but like the really good Leviahs out there just come and go. Mm. Like there is not the singular Leviah who goes to every event and wins it. And it's because of the hero. It's like, it's at that point with Leviah because of the class. It's brutes are inherently a bit more random than the rest. Do you like that though? Are you a sucker for punishment? Like, no, I don't know, but do you like that variance? Are you sure? No, is I it don't. not addictive? Is there part of you that subconsciously likes that? God, no. It really? Is, that is the most frustrating part of Leviah is what ties me to her is more, like I was saying, the thematics of this hero. Mm. I don't get a single shred of enjoyment when I'm playing a deck like Fi and I'm like, I'm throwing a Phoenix Flame at you. Like, who cares? Yep. Who cares? This idea of, you know, I'm summon it's almost like you're a necromancer with Levi. Like I'm summoning an endless ma and like this shit is attacking you. Like that that's what it is. Mm. Uh I just I, I visualize it so much better mm. for Leviah and I love the flavor when and I 
what I really am addicted to more than anything is the confusion my opponents have over a deck that's just raw damage. <laughs> they freak <laughs> out. They freak out. Like, what is this effect? What's coming at me? Yeah, there's like no on hits. Six. Nearly. It's yeah. Six damage. <laughs> I banished three. I turned that's off awesome. blood debt. Like, but what? So, like, what's it? What's it doing? What's the hit effect? There isn't one. Like, <laughs> oh my god! It's uh, like playing with my opponent is is so much fun. Like, look, it's not. Yeah. I don't treat them like they're dumb. But it is. It's always surprising yeah. that I'm playing against even this weekend at Denver. Amazing players. Amazing world's level players. And they've never in their life read Endless Maw. And it's like, that's the best card in Leviathan, and you don't know what it does. It gets you excited when opponents yeah. read your cards, right? I love yeah. You I, like that, don't I you? I love I getting that. <laughs> like, that's the addictive process. Yeah. The, the part I don't enjoy is when the what they recognize is my one into a one, and they get all smug about it. That's like the one thing they can tell what's going on <laughs> with. I roll a one into one, I'm like, right, take 15 blood debt, pass. And they just get all giddy. Like, don't get excited for that. Come on. Like, it's the worst thing that could happen. What's the me. most blood debt you've ever taken in a turn? Okay, okay, here, here. I took 23 blood debt at Denver Battle Hardened against an Oldham and won. And won. This weekend. This That's weekend. how much of a life I took, you had. Well, well, because no one quite knows how to play into yeah. her. And in this meta in particular, there are decks that are very adaptive. Oldham, very mm. adaptive. Icelander, very adaptive. Fine, no. But, like, that, you know, Dromai as well. There are decks right now that need to know the opponent's game plan. And Leviah is that point of confusion. What is she doing? Because there's also multiple ways to play her. Yes. Shout out to the League of Leviah, like always brewing crazy shit. Like, you know, there's communities out there. I think he's in Sweden. There's a dude who's diehard for Hexagore. Mm. And like, so the local players are scared of Hexagore Leviah. And then here I am, I play like Recursion Leviah. And not everywhere I go. But, you know, people are scared normally of like Recursion Leviah. But then you've got Vasily out in Greece playing full Agro Leviah and people are scared of Agro Leviah. You've got people in Control Leviah and people are scared of Control Leviah. Like, you know, it's so regional because yeah. there's barely any concentration of Leviah players. We're all just like you know, one per our little areas. Um, and that adds to confusion at these big events because no one prepped for them to begin with. But mm. then you also don't know what exposure they've even had to Leviah. What flavor was it, Right. It's so cool. I, I love it. Was Levi your first fab deck? No. Um, my first fab deck was Chain uh, because I got into the game with, you know, quick pitch at my LGS. Like, here's some Blitz decks. Here's this new game. Like, let's give it a go. And uh, my friend, actually, we were both working at the LGS at the time. Um, I was doing mostly the Pokemon events. He was doing all the magic events. And we're like, hey, let's try this. And he picked up um, the Levi deck. I picked up the Chain deck. And we didn't quite get it. So we played with the store owner instead who was on Prism. And I played Chain into Prism. And he just blocked me out and I ran out of cards and I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> and then I saw him, my friend on Leviah, play into Prism and he won. Mm. And I was like, okay, trade me this deck or I'm quitting the game. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I don't want to play Chain. And meanwhile, he was like, it's like Dredge. I get it. This, that, whatever. So we swapped decks. I picked up Leviah, won into Prism, opened a, opened a box, pulled Doomsday mm. and was just like, sold, sold. history. Sold, sold. I mean, Doomsday remains one of the most unique mechanics yes. in the game. Uh, well, I, I mean, Dromai's out it. now, but... I hate seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> so is Leviah... Is she more... No, I can't... I shouldn't praise it this way. Okay, this is probably the better way of, of me getting out, getting an answer out of you. Mm. Do you think you have more of a chance... In a vacuum, not going by record or opponents, 5 0 the constructed portion with Levia at Worlds or 5-0-ing the Blitz portion? 
Mm, no way in Blitz. No freaking way in Blitz. Like you talk okay. about variance in Blitz, right? So it's a and Leviah has like any any small hiccup in Leviah is already insanely frustrating to get over because there are things you can't control like banishing three misses if you had exactly three misses and 10 hits whatever it is like those kind of things can come up because you just it's not possible to construct your deck with pure sixes like you know so like that can be a thing that can go wrong and in cc you can sometimes come back you can also draw a hand that's like pure non-blocks which also is just kind of like a brute thing that you can't really fix right now uh, you can also just run into a hand that doesn't turn off blood debt naturally because that's the other problem. Not every card can turn off blood debt. And in CC, you run into a hiccup and you actually feel the power of blood debt in your ability to recover mm. from a hiccup because it's not like game ending. And in CC, you can normally get through a hurdle like that, like taking 23 blood debt against Noldum. Yeah. It doesn't work against aggro, to be fair. Um, but you can feel that Levi was designed around like having enough numbers to put you in a good enough spot to then deal yourself a bit of a hit and still be in that game, which is incredible. But in Blitz, you don't get it. In Blitz, you take even one blood debt, you feel like the game's over. Mm. It's awful. It's too tight. It's really so, tight. I mean, yeah. Dory has to build counters. You don't have enough time to soak damage to build. They, like, you don't have... So once I have counters on the Dawnblade, I don't want to block. The counters are worth more, mm-hmm. but you don't have that option in Blitz. Two nope. turns in, you have to block... There's no point trying to get counters. Right. And the other issue with Blitz right now is I think, you know, people have obviously put a lot of testing in because of Worlds coming up. People know Chain is pretty darn good as mm-hmm. like the premier aggro deck right now, especially with Phi getting Link's banned. And you do not want to play Chain into Leviah. It is awful. It like it makes you want to quit the game. Because for whatever reason, Chain has a card called Invert Existence. Yes. That makes your existence inverted as a Leviathan player. Like you just, you cease to be at that table playing the game. You are probably off skulking in the bathroom. Like it's awful. Without, it's, if, if Levy didn't suffer from blood debt, mm. would she be the best hero oh, in the game? God, oh. yes. Already living legend. God. The cards are overpowered. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if there was no blood debt attached to her, it just game over. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. Like you want to see some amazing Levi games, really look at, what came out of Denver last week. And I was on stream twice against Kano, mm. uh, who did top eight. So there you go. Uh, but also against a really well-known American Bravo player, Edward Knight, shout out to him. Uh, and if you want to see like why Leviah is insane, watch that kind of game because there are, uh, I even went over on stream, talked about like kind of the play by play, what I'm thinking about. You start to see the crazy rate of why Leviah is nuts in when you even compare like, you know, Bravo's consistency of my two-card hand is like, and I know those for six. Like, that's pretty good. Leviathan's two-card hand, it in a perfect world... Could be like world, 18 or something. Could, no, well, not a two-card hand. It could be nine with Endless Mile. It could be 10 with Dread Screamer Ghostly. And turn by turn, it doesn't seem huge. But when in a mid-range game like against a Bravo, you're taking the game long and you see, oh my God, like how many two-card hands did I turn into a better rate than the Bravo. How many four card hands that I turn into a better rate than the Bravo. Yep. And so in a longer game, you see this crazy pounding that starts to outvalue and puts Leviah really in that spot. You want to be in fab where it's presenting lethal first being overwhelming first. Uh, and even in that game, I took like, I think six blood debt uh, and missed an endless maw plus three. And it's, st- I still won. And it, it still feels like this onslaught, like it should be. I mean, I'm a villain, misunderstood villain. 
Leviah is not me. Sorry, projecting. Leviah is this misunderstood villain who's summoning her legions and should make you feel scared. You shouldn't look at her like a joke. And uh, yeah, so without Blood Day, it would yeah, she'd be gone already. One thousand percent. Your match, well done against mm. Pablo Pintor yes. in the Goliath Gauntlet. Better example, yes. Is that like a great example of just high roll Levia? Is that like yeah. like true powerhouse, high roll, high ceiling, like showcasing her raw power? That I think has was probably the most high rolly game I've ever played. Wow! It's okay. First of all, that draw sequence was almost scary. I it almost looked like I stacked the deck, and I got worried about that. I'm like, well, okay, but like we rolled dice for the beast within. Yeah. Like, I'm not setting that up. Mm. It just happened that way. Uh, but when you see a deck that's casting, sorry, playing Rouse mid combat chain, triggering like. What deck, what deck is doing that other than Leviah? Like, literally, it's just not possible. Uh, Leviah has these ceilings that are incredibly, incredibly powerful. They're just very inconsistent. You're never building your deck to be like, yeah, I'm going to hit every beast within off of Pulping. No, it's just not. It's not in your control. Uh, but it can happen. And that's her only shot into aggro, honestly, is playing into high roll because you need, uh, in an aggro matchup, to just end the game faster than they do. Mm. Uh, and the only time you're going to get that damage ceiling is with high rolling in a short game. Because like I said, her power isn't in that. Her power is in the actual printed value that you're going to get in a long game card by card by card. But in yeah, an like if you had a yeah. limitless deck, you should be able to out-trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Your cards are just so strong and you've got recursion. Yeah. Like I love playing recursion. I feel like Dory is the opposite. It's like some of the lowest value cards on their own. But if you can somehow... Get a counter, mm -hmm. add a counter. So your normal turn, if I swing twice, is six, three, three. But then it becomes, the next turn is four, four. Mm -hmm. I can get it, five, five, right? But the card inherently, one for three. Everything's three. Everything's three damage. It does nothing. They're so easy to like play around. Mm -hmm. That's why I think my spoil is so cracked. We're talking over dinner. That one counter is everything. Mm -hmm. It's everything. I get past some stuff. You can't just throw a card at me or two cards at me. It's The numbers don't work. But it's like the opposite. The in, the printed value on Dory, like when you look at the Talishar stats, like average damage a turn threatened is like seven. Mm -hmm. But then, <laughs> but then if you get three counters on the Dawnblade, it's so much more efficient than every other deck. You just have to find a way to get there. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying is, you Leviah plays into trying to spread the game out. You don't want to rush. No, you're just not made but, for it. But, but you're you're also like your blood that's chasing you, the longer the game goes, the more likely you are to just die to it if you get unlucky, which is like... You're, right, you're, that's the balancing yeah. act. Like, it, it, it's really cool. It's well yeah, done. It, it theoretically couldn't go forever because eventually you just one-shot yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. There isn't a true yeah. recursion piece. There isn't like a weapon that turns it off. Mm. Uh, so eventually you'll get to zero. There's a helmet that does, just banishes a card, right, and draw. You know, no, no, but that's the, uh, the closest yeah. thing to a guaranteed not take blood debt. Yes, yeah. yes. Is, yeah. is that your methodology though you mentioned to aggro to outrace them like are you just is that what you do against aggro you don't try and bring in d reacts you're just trying Ooh. to race them that is a dangerous dangerous line to thread because you know that might be what a non-leviah non-leviah player's brain jumps to immediately aggro run d reacts but leviah needs to care about her six concentration mm. she needs to care about hands that turn off blood debt right you start to add cards like Sink Below, Fate for Scene. They do nothing. They block well, but in most scenarios, they don't do what Leviah needs to do. 
and that is, you know, filling the graveyard with a with a non six. That's now at risk of any time you try to play aggressive, missing that banish. Uh, now you're more likely to draw a hand that doesn't turn off blood debt, uh, and and it's a problem. Like it, that does suck about her. You don't get the true flexibility in being able to block super well, especially because late game you have to turn off blood debt. You'll never get the chance, even against like a Dory, to say, oh, "God, okay, full block." Yeah, reset. You can't. No, that's right. Le- Leviah. That I love playing into Leviah for that. I will get counters because oh, they. I love playing into Dory. Because yeah, yeah. no, no, but it's not a one-sided thing. They'll let me get counters, but they still out-trade me. I I usually yes, okay. die. Yes, okay. Because like, yeah, if neither of us are blocking much, like if I'm blocking with two cards and you're blocking with two cards, I you'll let me get counters, but I will die first mm-hmm. unless you get unlucky. That's my experience. Yes, unfortunately, there's always <laughs> that. I mean, okay, like at, at Denver this weekend. Um, across both days, I went five, two, five, two. So 14th bubbled out of the battle hardened 11th bubbled out of the PTI event. Um, but when I look at a record coming from a tournament that long, Mm. seven rounds, I have to be really happy with five and two because you're going to take about one in every five games, just a lost variance. You, you have to accept that it's always built in. Uh, I, I say about one in every five is when it comes up. Uh, and then you also have to just accept you're not the best deck. Like, you can't beat everything, mm. so you'll take a loss. But m- probably just one. If you can right? win like, everything if you're good else. Enough, yeah. If you're good enough. So coming out of seven rounds at 5-2, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like, what's that's What's the percentage? Awesome. It's, it's very high. But like, the problem is percentage. it's not good enough for the cut. Right. Well, so roping that back into all our Pro Tour winners, Nationals winners, like, that's something you can compare to poker as well. There is an element of luck. Mm-hmm. The best player in the room just has more luck on their side is the best way to look at it sometimes. Like, because there's there's variance in your own deck, like drawing, you can theoretically draw 12 blues in a row and not do anything. It's happened to me on Dory. I've drawn um, four, four, two blues. It happened. Like it's possible to happen. It's not fun when it, but, but whatever one chance in a thousand that happens, it just does. Same as like, Reinar's rolling ones and then cracking gamblers and rolling one again. Like the chances uh, I've done that, that by the way, times, it should never times. scare you doing it because the chances of that happening are very slim, but it can happen. Yep. What I'm saying is though, there's also the matchup variance. Like of all the of all the heroes in the in the pool, you still want favorable matchups. There's much worse matchups that mm-hmm. you want to try and avoid. But yeah, I I, I think it's understated. And the skill of not tilting after losing to variance is probably no no. But look at like the top players, the temperaments. Mm-hmm. Like Pablo is one of those people. He just he lost his first two matches in Jersey. He just kept playing. Like I know players that dropped. Oh yeah. After they lost the first two, they dropped. Aussie players are like, nah, fuck it. Like I'm not gonna win. The guy won. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. That itself is probably harder than piloting a deck is to go. All right, next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like after losing your first two. Imagine, yeah. yeah. It, it well, but it is rough with Levia because it's so much more detrimental to yeah. have the bad luck because yeah, you it's hit basically yourself. instant loss. Yeah. And the issue with that is it makes you question like, why do we play five turns? Like, why do we even start this game if I just instant lost? Mm. And that like, there's no, it's not excusable. But your deck can just make that happen sometimes. Yeah. Where the game just is completely gone. Irrecoverably gone yeah. because of blood debt. And that is zero. Because yeah, everything you fun. worked for for five turns, yeah. 
Just 13 gone. damage, uh, like life advantage just yeah. disappears. Well, well, five's even, sure. I think five I wouldn't tilt. But yep. there have been long <laughs> games, like uh, actually this was even on stream uh, at Nationals the first year running. Uh, I played against a Prism, and the game's in the bag. I'm This guy doesn't know the matchup. I'm playing it really tight. Uh, I have like 15 cards in the graveyard. I have exactly three misses. Exactly three. I can't help it. The misses are like a Doomsday. Of course I'm running Doomsday. The miss is like a Gambler's Glove. Because I rolled a one, I'm going to break Gambler's Glove. And like an Art of War or something. Because like, yes, I'm going to run that card. <laughs> and so there's no greed in that. Like, mm. it, they're just there because it's how the deck has to be. And out of everything in the graveyard, the three misses are picked. Take 14 blood debt. Game's over. And it's like, this is <laughs> on stream. And I've been working my ass off to play an amazing game. Trying to build up hype for this awesome hero. Like, crush a matchup that should be good for you and getting people inspired to play this hero and then instant loss. It's awful. It's awful. You can't get over it, really. That, that I'm obviously ago. still not over it. But your passion <laughs> for her and the way that she captures your imagination, though, drags you out of that mindset, gets yes. you back up off the floor to fight another day. And that's respectful. So, like, no matter how bad the beats are, Mm. you'll be coming back for more. You will dust it off. We saw on Alex's video, you're like, oh, I'm giving up on the... But you came back, you know, and I was like, whoa, it's like a Phoenix reborn, yeah. you know. He, we can't knock him down. Rocky's back, you know. like It's good to take breaks. Yeah. For sure. Like, I wouldn't recommend you only play one hero unless you're having fun. Like, if you feel like it's not fun, don't quit the hero, but definitely taking a break helped me. Like, I had to stop playing Dory. Mm-hmm when Starvo was a thing or I would have quit the game. Like I felt it. I was like going to a matchup, lose 40 zero. Right. Like that's not somewhere you want to be on your favorite. And you will quit the game because like it wasn't a money investment for me that made me, but even just the amount of money I spent on my deck for it to feel like it's just a dog turd, like doesn't do anything like Mm -hmm. this Starvo deck that came out last week. The guys hung over, sleeved it up this morning. <laughs> this is not an exaggeration. Oh, yeah. I Just smashed happened. me 40-0. I think it ended 38-0. Okay, Did okay. two damage in a CC game on my best deck. <laughs> I unsleeved it. I, I unsleeved my deck. Mm-hmm. I played Prism, and I won like four games, and I beat two Starvers. I'm like... All right, so it's just my deck, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, all right, I go back playing Dory because I don't want to play Prism. Do you know? What I mean? But I just accepted that. Okay, I'm not a terrible player then, and my deck's not. Well, ten- I'm like stuck in that mindset perpetually because <laughs> th- that's that's the thing, right? Like I'm I'm talking about like the X two being something you have to truly be happy about, just by the way Leviathan plays. But I look, I mull it over, and I'm trying to think. Okay, how how do I not make it X two? Like if that is making me stuck. How do I not make it X2? And the answer is, well, I shouldn't have rolled a one into one. But it's like, but that isn't it's fixable. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, it isn't. So I'm just, I am playing for like that miracle run that will happen yes. one day. Yeah. That's why I keep coming back because, you know, there's a lot of low variants I deal with. Where's the tournament run with zero of it? Come on. Like, <laughs> if, if it can be worlds, please. Like, you know how amazing that would be? But that's when you want it. If you, ha- if yeah, you had yeah. to have your oh, one moment of no, var- no variance, yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be worlds. Well, I hope I have your blessing. But, but I do, I do, I do think go. that's a bigger portion that people give credit to. I think 
you have to play perfectly and get a little lucky to win mm. worlds. I don't mm. think there's a two ways about that. Mm. And the Leviolux up front. Because if you go yeah. and really like dig in and, and Philip Mackay, who is famous on this channel for his poetry, he, he does that. He, di he digs deep. He goes and watches all the VODs. Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, I was on Lexi. This person was on Lexi, but look at their matchups and look what they drew. Like mm -hmm. if I drew that, I would have won the event. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you can see, like, you can, it's tangible. You can look at those matchups. But then if you lose to misplaying, that's on you. But if that's not the thing making you go 5 2, then you just have to wait, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, the, the misplays, the misplays can come up, but uh, like, I don't get hung up on them as much because I really take them as like, okay, that is never happening again. You can we're fix moving on. That. Like, it, it's not going to happen again. Fixable, we're moving on. It's the part that I can't fix that, that, hangs me up and, and it's the variance but so so to answer your question from all this at the beginning paul i hate the variance in Leviathan. <laughs> like it's the worst part that, by the, the way hero. that's the title of the podcast why <laughs> ethan van sant hates Leviathan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another thing i want to ask like you talk about a lot about um thresholds and resource systems okay with levia like you got to when it comes to deck building, sideboarding, you mentioned with D-Reacts, you know, so a new player might think, shit, I'm playing aggro, I need to jam in the D-Reacts. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to give a, you to give away your secret sauce here. We are on the eve of worlds, but do you have, like, formulas, checklists, where you legitimately have, like, or is it just intuitively feel? Or do you have formulas where I go, okay, I need X amount of this, X amount of that to build a deck when I sideboard... I need to equalize the formula needs to check out. Is there that much math or exacties that go into it? Or it's a bit of intuitiveness, a bit of feel? Or have you actually crunched the numbers, spreadsheet this whole bad boy and worked it out? It's it's a bit of both approaches because I've been exposed to enough really good like mathematical deck builders to, to see like why they're thinking the way they are. Um, but for the way I really go about deck building in Flesh and Blood, uh, first of all, I think the most important premise is to think of your deck as 80 cards. Your deck is 80 cards. Remember, you're not actually sideboarding, you're pre-boarding. Mm -hmm. And you're pre-boarding out cards you don't want. So I, I don't like the idea of, here's what I put, like, put in this matchup, here's what I take out of this matchup, here's the change for this, that, whatever. No, no, no. If you just think of your deck as, these are my 80, this is what I want to play, and then in this matchup, here's what I don't want to play, and it's gone. Like, that is the easiest way to start approaching deck building for me, is let's just put in the cards we want and then figure out, matchup by matchup, what we don't want. And that has been really, really helpful in then tuning to the next level, which is, this is a card I want. How many times do I want to see it? Mm. Mm. And, you know, there's some easy formulas where it's like, you know, if it's a great card, then you run three of it. If it's a card you never want to double draw, you run two of it. Yeah. Um, but it can really get deeper where, you know, you're running two, but it's for specific stages of the game where this one is going to be amazing first cycle. It's a power play, like with Art of War, for example, in Leviathan. Yeah. Uh, okay, the, like the first Art of War I see, I'm going to have enough life to put it in Arsenal and actually get a five-card Art of War hand because it's early game. I will be able to say, yes, I'll take your damage, but now my damage will be, will be better. Yeah. And you don't get that luxury late game. So you don't plan for the second deck. Art of War. Yeah, exactly. You don't plan for your second Art of War to be the five-card hand. You're planning for your second Art of War to be maybe that emergency turn-off blood debt, maybe a emergency defensive play to try to buy you back in around like a crush effect, which, for example, came up against the, the Bravo game on stream. Um, and you think about 
using it as a way to put back in your pitch stack to make your bad hands late game that you know you'll get to keep because you'll be forcing your opponent to full block out. How do I then turn my like all Deadwood Rumbler hand into something good? An Art of War. Yeah. An Art of War makes that a Gogan turn. So like, you know, there's different See, ways. See, this, this is yeah. very enlightening to me. I, I've known this intuitively, but you've said it better than mm. I think it. <laughs> you know, because again, on Dory, I know I keep going back to that, but that's pretty much all I play. Same as with Levi, that's all you sink hours into. It's mm-hmm. and five that one week. S- yeah, some cards, you just read the card. This is the danger. You go steel blade supremacy, fucking plus two the whole turn, draw on hit. Crazy. I can make that swing three times. So it's one for six, draw three cards. Right. Mm-hmm. The problem is. It's the worst card to have if you have a two-card hand at the end of the game. You do mm-hmm. not want... Like, it's stupid because it projects... It's only a plus two, and it tells them it's only plus two. So if you pitch and do that, and you got no cards left, they go, ah, oh, so i got a block six, block six, you do nothing. Your best, best card. It's way better to have an attack reaction late game mm-hmm. of any kind than it is to have a Steel Blade Supremacy. But it's crazy to consider taking one or two out of the deck. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you're oh, like... Yeah. But it's the most powerful... Yeah, but... Three cards, let's say, on in perfect averages, you're going to get one early, one mid, one late. Do you even want one late? And then maybe consider not having three. Or on, on what I do with Dory, because most of the cards block for three, is that becomes a blocking card. Like, it's hard to get past blocking with some of your best cards, but mm-hmm. I've won games because I've blocked with Glistening Steel Blade, which is by far the most cracked card in the deck, but pretty terrible in the wrong situation you don't right. want like versus iceland i'll block with it right well or pitch that- it because i i don't it doesn't win me the game read the card great card physically late game like you're saying it's not the card you want or not the, not the card you want to take 20 damage and then come back with it well see i'm like obviously we're of the same mind here the versatility of like when you're using these pieces, yeah. these pieces is incredible because to a new player maybe blocking the Steel Blade seems outrageous. They like would you're never. Just saying, yeah. That's the best card. But like you just said, it's two face up late game. Well, the full choice in every hand is another thing that I don't enjoy about Leviah. <laughs> Why I hate Leviah. Here you go. Reason number two. <laughs> the non-blocks in Brute for uh, their two degree in Leviah. Uh, th- you know, there's some of them that are must includes like your blue six, Deadwood Rumbler. Yeah. It's one of the non-blocks. If you're playing aggro, if you're even trying to beat aggro, you do need to run the things like Pulping Wild Ride. The problem becomes with those cards is I'm a player who really wants choice. I really think I have enough games, I have enough experience that I could play, I don't want to say like perfect games, but I could make you know very informed decisions turn after turn after turn that are just not given to me by non-block hands. And so those in particular really do frustrate me. Because choice is just completely gone. And it's even gone to the degree that they're not really pitch cards either. Like these are, for the most part, like red sixes. Bear Fangs, Pulping, Wild Ride, Shadow Blasmfet. These are red sixes that are non-blocks that give you no choice. You must play them. You can't really pitch them back in. It's going to be a terrible like tempo loss for you to pitch a red in. Um, you can't block with them. And even playing them is a bit of, you know, variance. They're all draw discard cards. And so maybe that's, yeah, maybe that's still a variance thing, right? They're mm-hmm. cards that are variance. That's the part that really starts to bug me as well. The more games I play, because that's another part of Leviah where you just look at a hand and you say, well, I don't really get to make the optimal choices this turn because of the non-blocks. Let's try to make it workable. 
But then that means they're playing into the variants because they are variance cards. So, uh, yeah, I, I wish they blocked, you know. Dory's great in that so regard. Everything what, blocks. What would you ask for? What would what would help? Like one card that would make a significant difference. Uh, uh, this is easy. We were just talking about this in the League of Levi Discord. I really think it would be amazing to see uh, multiple like blood debt payoff points, um, kind of like the way we see Doomsday now. Where you know mm. you have six blood debt. Here's your you reward. You can do this. Yeah. Here's yeah, exactly. Like here's your amazing something little token. smaller and bigger. Right. Yeah. So make it like legendary dragons and Dromai. You've got a three, a six, a nine. Mm. And it's easy because we already have the six. And give us these ways to actually gain value out of like our early play into blood debt, and give us a cognizant choice of, okay, it's a little bit early in the game still, but I want to push blood debt because. What if I draw like that, you know, three summon in the next hand? Like, I need to make that live now. Like, it, it would give more yeah, agency in, in yep. making choices around blood debt. And then give us, like, the big payoff one late game because it just says six you blood win debt the game. is not late game. <laughs> six blood debt is, like, maybe even turn three. Like, yes. you know, so give us, like, the bigger one when we have stuff like 23 blood debt. What's the payoff there? Just living in fear? No, no, no. Give us, give us like, that one bigger Just tour. run Quoe. It's <laughs> Doesn't even work. Come on. Does it? Does no, it, it, it does prevent. not stop blood debt. Blood debt is like self-inflicted. I forget the exact wording. Oh, you but can't. you're not dealing damage. You just eat the blood debt. That's right. Because Quell says if you dealt damage, or would it be dealt? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's just lose life or whatever. Which yeah, is yeah, different. right. Yeah. Just like lose life. Well, so I'll never play Levi anyway. <laughs> no, I was just saying. Like I look. I think we've dug pretty deep into. You know, Fair. why Levia, like the contrarian, the, de you know, the rogue deck builder, part Timmy, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it's the flavor. Essentially, that's what it is, right? It really, just hearing you talk how animated you get, it's, like you said, the way you um, play the cards out of your hand, it captures your imagination, like everything out there about the deck, it just, you know, maybe personifies yourself, but you really feel through your cards. That's how it comes across to me. But I want to talk about now... Ethan, the content creator, right? Like you <laughs> oh, have, yeah, you have one of, you know, the larger YouTube channels, amazing channel. You know, you have an infectious mm -hmm. personality. Oh, your streams get way more know, views than anyone else's. Yeah. Like as, as play streams. Right. Yeah. You're very good at it. So Thank you. how, like, could you come across as part like teacher, entertainer, um, now you've, you know, you can toy boy, it. you've got it. You've got a, a you know, a new, um, <laughs> partnership with star city games. So we'll get into yeah. all that, but like, yeah. So talk us through that, where you sort of went from playing this rogue deck, you know, working at LGS, doing Pokemon, seeing this, you know, this hero becoming so passionate about her and then having your YouTube and then dedicating that YouTube around that single hero. You just mentioned you have a discord channel. You've got a passionate fans all around the world. Like, yeah, so talk talk me through the whole content creator journey and where it is today and projects that you've got going on. And yeah, I'm really interested. Oh, well, it's actually, wow, really humbling to hear from you because I remember you, like, before me, right? Like, I, all the Australians, actually. Like, that's who we had back when America was getting, sorry, the USA was getting into flesh and blood. It was, where's the content? It's coming from Tall Timmy. It's coming from Yazi. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> like, oh, no, no, he posted a video no, today. No, no, he posted no, a video today, but he's, he's alive. He's alive. <laughs> where, where is he? Wait, I didn't even play. Yazi! Yazi! Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, so, you know, I remember vividly my first experience with Flesh and Blood content was Yazi's Meat Axe video, which to this day remains... 
I really hope it was unscripted. It remains like the funniest flesh and blood content I've ever seen where he's just like writing five backwards and then fixes it and then writes it backwards again. Like it's just <laughs> That's incredible. And when I saw that, there was a seed planted of like, I want to be part of this community. Like this is kind of see awesome. what you did, Yazi. Yeah, look, 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 look. <laughs> um, and so you know, I I never had plans for it, but like I said, when I was starting playing Leviah, I didn't know she was the bad one. I was in my bubble. Well, that bubble burst pretty quick when I went to my first RTN, made top four with her, and then somehow was the only person in the world to get their Nats invite with mm. Leviah. That felt insane to me because I really thought she was nuts. Like I was there and I'm like, I'm not even happy with top four. Like I could have won that easy if I just knew what Katsu did. I just never played against Katsu before. <laughs> oh, he's a pain uh, in the ass to play against when you don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Yes. Oh my oh, God, he's me. a pain in the ass. <laughs> I would never lose those games now. I'll tell you what. Uh, but I was frustrated. We'll have to talk like, after the podcast. Yeah. I still bloody lose to Katsu. I haven't worked that one out yet, Ethan. Uh, well, but, you know, that was the kind of phase I was in. It was just so new. And so it it was crazy to me that I'm brand new and I'm the only one on Leviah. Like, where's the Leviah content? What's happening here? Mm. And so as people asked me after that first result, like, be on our podcast, you know, share your deck tech. I thought, okay, well, here's my avenue in. Like, let's do it ourselves. Like, let's make the deck tech. And if you look at my first video, I'm like a pretentious piece of shit. I hate that. First so nothing's video. changed. <laughs> Please tell me you kept it on there. Right, you kept it. You kept it there, Ethan. Yeah, right? Hey, we, there. we do That's need good. a walk off no, on Funda. I'm not a fan <laughs> of people deleting their old videos. Yeah, no, 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 no I, I left good. it up. It's it's actually it's got a lot of views because yeah. like it came out, it got like six yeah. k views. It was insane, and it's like a tilt down webcam with like crackly audio, and I'm just like. So you all just don't understand Leviah, and here's, <laughs> here's the deck. And why do you I'm sound running. like I'm like Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> oh, really? I'm, I'm that's the voice you're here. doing. No, but that's really how it yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's that. Look, it's but bad. It's, it's quite daunt. My first unboxing videos, I wasn't talking because I couldn't talk and open at the same time. Like, go mm. watch my very first unboxing videos. It's me with no audio, just the ASMR of packs ripping. Ooh. Well, Ooh, nice. but it's yeah. weird. It, uh, yeah, 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 you said it. Yes. <laughs> but no, no. But when you start, that's that's the thing. We've got a lot of people start and they're gone now because mm -hmm. it's daunting or it's a lot of work. Like you, you're committed, you're doing, it, and mm -hmm. I think you do a great job. What well, your first video is doesn't matter. Well, but as but, long as you improve. But at least it was made right yes. because that mm. that's what I hear from a lot of people as well. Is like you did. Oh, how do how do I do this? I'm like Let's make make one. it. Yeah, make it and then self reflect and realize. Holy shit, I got to yeah. do that better. But, but I got to do that better. I would advise record it yeah, yeah, and yeah. still post it. Yeah. Like you need to be humble enough to accept feedback. Like I did the James White interview with an echo. I knew there's an echo. I'm not mm -hmm. going to delete the footage. Mm -hmm. I, I'll post it next time. There won't be an echo. Exactly. <laughs> like it's completely fine. Exactly. Don't, and don't throw your work away because it, you're a perfectionist either. But that that's kind of the mindset mm. that you should keep adopting though, is always look to improve. Stop. Don't coast. Yes. Because that, that's an easy way to get into it with YouTube as well. It's like, Here's your big break. You found like your niche. Maybe it's like Dash or something. Mm. But then that's all your content is, is like what worked that one time. Yeah, no. Not great. So that's been the Manson YouTube channel in a nutshell is, okay, deck techs were great. So here's a couple deck techs. But what's next? People want gameplay. Here's not just gameplay. Here's a best of three blitz series with every single matchup in the game. And that was like the big takeoff for my YouTube mm. because... That's when it felt like a job <laughs> because I, you know, I made the schedule out and in my head, it's fun. I'll have my friends over. I'll play best of threes against every hero. And that way it helps me too. Cause I've never seen all these heroes yet either. But then it was like, 
That's a lot of games, a lot to edit. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot to put together when things go wrong. Like I'm behind, I feel stressed, but we did it. And that really gave the channel like its bones mm. uh, and cemented this just core knowledge of Levia gameplay that was missing on YouTube. And that's when I became like more the Levia guy. When it was like confirmed, here is this dude who really put this many months into Levia. Like that's already crazy. Um, but it was great. Like it was a, it was a project I committed to. I executed it. Uh, and there's still quality. I'm still surprised. I go back and watch them and I was new, but I went over and did commentary on every single game. I had like almost a new overlay for every single video. Cause I was always trying different things and to even go back and listen to myself. Then I, I really, I'm happy with that version of me. Not the first video version of me. That was the ambitious, like yeah, let's become you a YouTuber. It. Yeah, yeah, right, it. right. And that's what that version of me did. He fixed it's funny, it. funny, like, what did it for my channel was I would not talk, and then I would when I got used to... I, dude, I'd never opened packs before Flesh and Blood of anything. Mm-hmm. Like, not even Pokemon, nothing. I'd never opened packs. So it's trying to do the Rudy thing, but you have to focus and count the cards. And someone um, in the comments was like, hey, we like, you're talking, but we'd love to see your face. And I'm like... I never wanted a face cam. You're like, I wasn't trying to be anonymous, but I put it up and that's when the channel started like clear growth because people now were like communicating with me, not my hands. It wasn't impersonal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Rudy gets away with it because half his videos are him just talking to the camera and then the other half when it's his hands, you're like, you can picture him making, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, it just small improvements. Mm -hmm. I think people put this like thing like they go, it needs to be this good, and they'll compare it to another channel. Go, I want it to look like this, and then they just never. They don't have the time or the skill, or right. it's quite it's daunting. daunting. Like it, I've it done it. You record a big thing, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. <laughs> like this is like four hours of editing, yep. twelve hours of encoding. I'm tired, and you don't want to do it. No, and then it <laughs> and then it falls apart. So you have to you have to set what's manageable because mm. like after that best of three. I didn't then jump to like a CC best of three. Like I knew that was too much. <laughs> so then we went back like, okay, let's do now that there's Levi content people are searching for. Let's do like some intro bits. Like yep, here's like yep. Levi 101. And then here's like some discussion around new cards. And like, you know, it was a very natural evolution once the platform was there built by a big project like the best of three. But I really have always been of the mindset that there will never be an end goal. And I, but I want to keep pursuing it. Like I want to, you know, it's not just let's get the YouTube to a point where I'm making money or let's get the YouTube to a point where like, you know, I have like I'm sponsored by LSS officially or like whatever it is. That's that's not like the goal. Even if any of those happen, there's always more to do. Mm. And so fast forward like a bunch, we get to where I am now with streaming, streaming a lot. Um, that was like a little side gig that I really enjoyed uh, when I was living in Michigan and hitting up just like a lot of ProQuest like nearby I thought our players were great. I really was impressed with a lot of our players and yet no one was recording anything. And I thought, okay, it's easy. Like, you know, phones exist. Like my camera's good. Like, let's just bring something together and make this watchable on YouTube. Like who cares how good it does? This is a way we can all get better as a community. And so I basically just took my camera wherever I was, whatever ProQuest I was at, that just became the stream. Um, but streaming unlocked this whole other world of this could really improve. Mm. Like streaming could really become 
something that I like specialize in because I care so much about it. Mm. Like I really want the viewer experience. This actually harkens back to what I do for a living, but I really want like the viewer experience to be impeccable. Which is a challenge with yeah. with a card game. Poker go through like to stream poker professionally, like when you watch like the World Series, there's like chips in every card so that when the player has the cards face down, the NFC chip reports that that's the card that they have. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's very hard to communicate a poker game on TV. Mm-hmm. You need good commentary who know the game, but are also entertaining. But then it's also to pick up people's hands and the cards. It's tricky. But when you get it, it's so fun to watch. I remember that was my first problem with Flesh and Blood and why I didn't start playing is I was opening alpha boxes and stuff, but I'd go to watch gameplay and mm. it's boring. Yeah, and it's still something I think that no one does correctly yet Correct. because Flesh and Blood is not a game of permanence. It's not a game of let's stare at board state. Mm. It's a game of what are the decisions. Yes. And to this day, even the official LSS streams don't care about the hand. Not enough. The, like, yeah. not enough. They're and trying to guess, like, I think it's yeah, a yellow. And, I'm like, and honestly, get a camera. It's not, <laughs> it's not yeah. what you need to make the game good. Is it like wearing a GoPro on their chest? Your record would fix that? Oh, come on. So you've never seen my videos then. Hand cam, John. You do seen hand cams. Moly. I remember when you first did the hand cams. I um, remember you, okay. your post about it. Yeah. Well, it's uh, for recorded gameplay, it's a lot easier. I just had, yeah. like, you know, a 4K camera capturing the overhead and would, like, zoom it. Yeah. But for live, you know, first of all, you can't really stream in 4K. Uh, just anywhere you, mm. you need like a home setup for that. But um, what I ended up doing at with like my current rig, which was lost coming back from France, but ideas were preserved and they'll be debuted at SCG Con again. Uh, I actually set up like a triple camera system where yes, there's the overhead and that's going to capture board state. Uh, but there's going to be a camera, you know, on kind of over the shoulder of both players that captures the hand of the player in front of them and the face of the player across them, and he edited around an OBS, and all of a sudden, out of three cameras, you have two hand cams, two face cams overhead, and it's easy, and it's wow. easy. And I, I brought that to a couple things, and it, it takes like an extra 20 minutes to set up. Yeah. You need to like, you know, tape things down, make sure they're good, but it's not hard. It takes OBS, it takes three decent cameras, Do you know what and is it's hard not even perfect doing? Hmm. Get some OCR going, where the camera reads in and then it finds the card on oh, FabDB. Yeah, not. <laughs> okay, there's one no, no, no. there's one but, sorry, group let me that tell has you, access to yeah, that let me, Team Covenant. No, but who should be doing that is LSS. Yeah, See, if LSS true. had the tech, they paid for it. $50,000 it cost them to get mm-hmm. get a... There's a lot of these companies that can make that in a heartbeat, right? Because mm-hmm. they'll get a database of photos, get a camera and they'd... they it's It's quite easy, but you need like... I used to sell photocopies for a living. Like the scanning technology on a photocopier will do it. You just mm-hmm. need to program a camera to do it. That would change the game. Because then you just give that to people that are streaming. I'll oh, just plug this into OBS. Yeah. It'll it'll find the cards. It'll go player one's hand is here. Player two's hand is here. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So th- I, I can't figure it out, you know, programming mm-hmm. wise. But I've been working on making like a pitch stack tracker. Yeah. Easy. as well. Manual. Manual. Because like for the SCG Con gig that's coming up, you know, I can't play in those. I'll be running the stream. Yeah. And so if I'm behind the stream, like, yeah, I'll do commentary, but that's also not enough. Like, if there's someone there, then you can manage a lot more yeah. to making the game enjoyable, which could even be tracking pitch stack. It's like, which, which might be a lot, yeah, but for lot. certain decks, it's worth having that recall. Being able to go, you know what's coming up the yeah. next eight yeah, cards yeah. are like... 
Imagine doing that when Starvo was a thing. Oh my <laughs> when God. Michael Hamilton was playing. His pitch stack was from another planet. Yeah. You'd be like, <laughs> all right, so 11 turns of Starvo <laughs> fees are coming up. <laughs> so um, how did the legal um, Levi birth? Uh, well, that was me not wanting to monetize anything. I didn't want like an in-crowd through like a Patreon source or like YouTube members or whatever. But I still wanted, you know, a community. And YouTube comments, like, were kind of hit or miss. It kind of takes the first person to really kick it off, and then people start having a discussion. And Discord was there. So uh, I made a Discord server uh, and just called it the Legal of I. I'm always there for alliteration. Um, and uh, it just kind of persists to this day. And it's got almost, like, 700 members Whoa. now. And it's very active. Like, very. Uh, for a singular niche hero Discord. Mm. It's a lot of talk. It's a lot of great well, that's people. That's probably every Leviathan. Yeah, it is. How can people get access to that? Oh, it's just linked in every YouTube video. So okay, it's, it's the same deal. Like it's not the, a behind a paywall or anything. No, no. Like, like my whole idea is, you know, I'm doing this for more of like a self journey, like mm-hmm. with YouTube content, with streaming and all that. Mm. Uh, and the payoff will be there when people take notice. Like I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to make a Patreon and like may, try to tie that into the reason for why I'm making content. It's there if people want it. Like, for, like I do have a Patreon now, uh, which has helped a bit, especially in like recovering from France. Also now, you know, the Talishar perks are uh, tied to that where yep. you can like get the card back and that's pretty cool. Uh, so I like that. But still, my goal for eventual payoff is opportunities like SEGCon where, you know, I'm making the effort and I'm, I finally am in a position to kind of sell myself, sell what I can do. And so the SEGCon gig is not a paid gig, but it's exclusivity for streaming the U.S. Battle Hardens, basically, because mm. they're all tied to the SCG concert. Well, not all of them, but... And will they be streamed through your channel, sorry? Yes, yes, they will. Wow. So this is literally my suggestion to James. Well, I had that conversation with him No, no, first, we talked about this. No, no, we talked yes, about yes, this. Yes. We had the same idea. Yes. If I just had exclusivity for Australian events... I, I'll find a way to make it work financially. Mm-hmm. I just need to know the views are coming through my channel because then you can, like, it's like a resume then, at least. Mm-hmm. It's a resume of, like, this is the quality I can do. And if you do a one-year contract for free and you're the best at it, mm-hmm. you'll get paid next year. Like, exactly. they're not going to go back five years in time worth of quality. Their own fans will come. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing over-the-hand cam and commentary and mm-hmm. all this stuff, and it's high def and it's on your channel on time, they're not going to just randomly go hire some guy for free after you. Like, they'll give you, they'll probably... Oh, yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. And on top of that, you know, sponsors start to come to you because I've sent some emails out that I I don't enjoy sending where it's like, like, hey, you know, something's coming up. Like, can, you know, do you want like Mm. an ad spot for the channel, blah, blah, blah. It feels really bad to have to reach out and ask that, even if you end up landing it, because it's like an extra hurdle of work and like uncertainty and stress. Whereas, you know, if that's coming to you, man, what a, what a pat on the back that is. Like it's some recognition of, you know, you're doing a great job. Here's someone who wants to be part of that great job. And for me mentally, like that's where I want to get yeah, with what I I'm doing. I disagree strongly. <gasps> well, okay. <laughs> I, no, yeah, no. I get it. I do get it. Every, every creative I've ever met, that's their downfall is talented people don't like selling themselves i'm the opposite i'm an ideas guy the talent the talent is that i don't give up and i mm-hmm. can ask that's my talent i'm not shy to ask 
That's okay. Yeah, it's definitely e- either, a shy factor for e- sure. E- either partner with someone that's willing. Like that's why talent have managers. Yep. That's literally why talent agents exist. Is because they got this crazy basketball player, but he's a basketball player. He has no business in a boardroom meeting asking for a hundred thousand dollars more. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what you need to learn if you're going to do it yourself. Is put it aside. Go no no. But but also get your bills paid for your fans and community so they get the content for free. Mm-hmm. Like it's still better to ask SEG Con one day for money than it is to ask patrons because you want the Levia, the legal Levia, to just get the content. Mm-hmm. It's much better if someone else pays you five thousand dollars a month and you can do it full time and better quality and better. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, no, no. That's you have super, to get yeah. as a creative person, which I know you are. You have to get past that hurdle of I don't like asking find why you're asking and then ask. Well, it, it's like, it's still my own personal uncertainties in it as yeah. well because, you know. I'll, 100% off camera will help you with that. I'll do it okay. for you. Like you go, he's, he's the master. No, no, no. Right. He's the master of this Dude, sort of stuff. I had, he, I had a sponsor day one on my channel. sell sand to the Arabs like to himself. <laughs> good, <laughs> good Games and PCG sponsor my channel. Good Games like the biggest LGS chain. Mm-hmm. I don't take money off them, but they give me their cases to break open for mm-hmm. their singles. And PCG give me every box I open, I can slab for free. Mm. So I've got sponsors that just give to the community because I definitely don't need the money from the channel. Like that's not my, I don't need it to be monetized. Does it make sense? Yeah. But if, if you had at least ticket money to every battle hardened. Yes. What, that, which to be fair is something that I, I have gone to that good. degree. Like, yeah. like making an event net zero is definitely like always a goal. Yeah. Mm. But it's going beyond that that I struggle with. And and by the way, it, honestly, you still are better. Like you still, your thought process is correct. Let the, let the, let your skill speak for itself. Mm-hmm. What sucks is going, I'm going to make it amazing. Pay me. That feels bad because you're like, there's still pressure on you to make it amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But if you know you're amazing, that's why you do a trial period. That's why you do short contracts if you're going to have one. Go, okay, if I can do them all for a year, for instance, do three months for free and then renegotiate. And I, I got one of my best jobs doing that was the guy wanted help with starting a company. And I go, I want 180000 a year. That's what I'm worth. And he goes, oh, I can't afford that. I go, no, no, but I'm in sales like you'll be paying me out of the profit I bring you. It's not, we agreed on 50,000 a year for six weeks. But then a oh, renegotiation. I, I said, I in six weeks, I would have paid the 50,000. Then we'll, like for the whole year. Yeah. But that'll show you that I, the problem with this guy is he fired me, but I still hit my target. Does that make sense? Because <laughs> yes. he realized, <laughs> so what I did, I set everything up for him which is what you can, like that's the danger of doing what you're doing is you can set everything up because you're passionate, you'll show staff how to set it up, what you're using, the tech. And then you go ask and they go, nope, can't mm. afford you, sorry. And then they should do it. So be careful of that. Sometimes you just be too nice. And that's what I did for this guy. I developed the commission structure, the relationships, the script. I hired commission-only salespeople so that there's no risk on the business. Quarter one, which was three months, we made way more than 50,000 profit. And the guy just went, oh, look, I'm just going to promote that guy that you hired because he wants less money. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But hey. Yeah, well, at least in from the position I'm at, it, it takes it does take like a lot of sacrifice to mm. basically say, yeah, I'm not going to play in these events. Like I'm going to make the content what I get out of it. Yeah. And I think most people in Flesh and Blood are still there for the gameplay first. And 
it's taken a lot for me to be okay with giving even some of that up. Because think about how exciting. It's the first event with Dynasty, this SCG Con. Yes. Mm. The first event. Like, everything's playable. Everything's new. You can play Arachne that day. Yep. And I so won't cool. be playing in it. And I'll be right there. <laughs> it still hurts a little bit, but, you know, that's mm. there, there's sacrifice to it. There's also things I've gone through, like taking my entire suite of gear to France, losing it on the return. Mm. Still not resolved, by the way. Um, that's insane. Like, I don't want anyone to go through that. Yeah. It's awful. So have awful. you learned the lesson? Because you don't, don't say don't check bags. For no, no, the no, love no, of no, God, no, no. If you're one of those Twitter people, that's that says the only. That I I've always checked because cards are heavy. I always put my decks in a box in my checked luggage because it's heavy. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing in my in my hand luggage is trip my cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing else. I didn't even put my phone charger in my carry on because it was so heavy with the cards. Because I'm terrified of it happening to me. Yep, yep. It's it's not fun. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, and especially not fun when. Companies don't believe how much cardboard is worth. Yeah. <laughs> so, know, tip for that for, for, for those well. listening, I know we're having a conversation, yeah, but yeah. this is mainly for the five, six hundred people that tune in, maybe more because we got some are famous today. Um, take a video of what's in your bag before you close it. Mm. Always. Insurance doesn't matter. Like, you, you, how do I prove that my gold or a video foil, of you packing it? Just here you go. Do, 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 no, no. Do. So, like, when I sell something like an alpha box, I take a video of me packing it. I don't take photos. I take a video. Here's the box. I wrapped it in plastic this way. I put it in. So, you see the whole thing. So, if I ever get a person go, oh, you sent it to me damaged. I'm like, how? <laughs> insurance is the same. Content insurance for your house. You're supposed to, like, walk around your house with a camera, open your closets, your drawers. All your jewelry stacked out. You just take one long video of your house. Mm-hmm. Then if you ever get flooded or the house burns down, you can go, no, I did have 17 chains. Do you know Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the default insurance will cover jewelry to this yeah, amount. Yeah. And you're like, no, buddy. Like you said everything in the house, oh, but you can't prove what's in that. It's the same thing. If you can prove there was a deck box and you'd like spread the equipment out as mm-hmm. an example, then they have to cover it because you can go bit by bit and go, no, that's $500, that's 200 You can do that. But otherwise, insurance's job is not to pay you. No. And <laughs> yeah, they they really don't want mm. to as well. It's a lot of waiting for emails, a lot of awful I heard you have lawyers calls. in the family. You'll be fine. I, I do, but they don't want their name. Uh, they work for the government. So they don't want their Ooh. name on like a demand letter or anything. I do need to outsource for all that stuff. But also, it's a lot of time yes. to mm. spend. And I'm spending my time on things like this, mm. like, worlds like denver last weekend like columbus weekend before like SSG con right after you know i i would have to sacrifice some of that to really care about this right now yes so we're just letting it boil for a bit and like we'll, we'll get back to it we'll don't give it up happens. it's not so like they, they design those things are designed to burn you out with time mm-hmm. and money mm-hmm. you if you don't give up you, they eventually burn out quicker than you because their expenses are higher they usually just gets to a point where they would rather pay you than go to court or mm-hmm keep having to reply because like letters of demand of a legal requirement they have to respond that kind of thing I th- in Australia it does anyway but you'll be fine so are you open? missing anything oh my god I'm no missing. no but did you get everything have you replaced it yet or you haven't no uh, no most of it's irreplaceable like I look now at my flesh mold collection it's like 90% of what it used to be Oof. because uh, part of I mean I don't want to like really like spend too much time on the story but basically you know I was too I was bringing all this stuff to a test house in France mm. to stream, record, and provide test decks because no one wanted to like, 
you know, spill the beans and like what their specifics were. So there I was with everything, like basically everything but Bolton. Sorry. Uh, you know, anything like meta relevant, like I had it. Yeah. And like, meta relevant, <laughs> Bolton, meta relevant. I'm, I'm sorry. Are you playing? Yeah, he Bolton? Did win on stream. Are you right. playing Bolton on Friday? No. Okay, move oh, so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not good enough, that's why. <laughs> so so Josh Lau is, is screaming somewhere, yeah. Mm. Well, hey, he d- shout out to him. He did win with like a triple lumen on yeah, stream yeah. against Fisry at the Pritzker too. Sure did. But um yeah, so it was just like, you know, my my base set of camera gear stuff still, uh which that was replaceable. I mean that well, actually not even replaceable, upgradable. Mm. With that being gone, in a way, you know, it was good. Like I didn't really want a GoPro again. It wasn't the right camera yep. for what I was doing. But it's what I had, and it's what I was making do with. Well, now, with the theory that I'll get everything's monetary value back, I spent money I didn't have, which I'm a little terrified about. I hate credit cards. But I spent money I didn't have to start replacing it. So now we have, like, an actual mirrorless camera overhead. We've got, like, yeah. actual Elgato cams. Like, for the for the hand cams, we've got, like, the cam link. Like, it's the good stuff, finally, uh, that I was kind of stuck not being able to get because... Because they're wasted. I'm the same. Was, These yeah. cameras are not great, the webcams. But, like, because I have them... Yeah. It feels bad to go buy three mirrorless cameras. Like, why would I do that? Do you exactly. know what I mean? No, exactly. It just doesn't feel exactly. right. I'm not a wasteful person. So, so like, that part was actually okay in the end. Mm. But what wasn't okay were, were the decks, were everything I picked up from the Pro Tour. Like, actually, shout out to LSS. They replaced the actual Pro Tour goodies. Mm. That was, like, a big thing on Twitter. I saw. That was really cool, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm the best PR they've ever had. <laughs> With me. Um, By the way, you are an extremely good representative of the game. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. your content's good. You're well spoken. It's very clean. Like, it's it's you're not like sponsors and LSS. They should be happy to work with you. Like us, we're a little bit on the on the shit murkier side. A lot of swearing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we're like sour milk, or we're like yeah. fine wine. We're like a we're trying to taste. get we're trying to get like a condom. What? Condom brand sponsorship <laughs> or a beer sponsorship? Hey, you know what I mean. Hey, you want to sleeve those cards? You better yeah, yeah, sleeve. Yeah. You know what? Mm, yeah, you got to yeah. protect your cards. Yeah, protect your junk as well. You sure, sure I should be taking advice from <laughs> Durex, you baby. Yeah, uh, look, it's, that's it's true. Ethan. That's true. Exactly. Should you be? There's multiple kids between us and the snip. Exactly. We Ad- clearly didn't learn our lesson. Is good both ways. Ad- Advice you don't take, you still learn something. Mm. You know what I mean? You're like, you know, advice like that, don't take that advice. Um, well, if only I'd been on the podcast earlier, I would have learned all these tricks. I would have had a video of what was in my bag. <laughs> Instead, I just have my literal like farewell wave to like, you know, Leviah on the wall with my mm. bag. It's like the only proof I have that I even had it. So at least there was that. But, Look, you know, that was what, it. What it, you it do is, and we move if, on. You, if you really get to a dead end, just get the legal Leviathan to all write a reference letter. This person plays this deck, da, 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 and and just send seven hundred letters to the let them sift through that. Interesting. <laughs> they, they did that look, in Better no, Call Saul. You're you're <laughs> technically a public persona. I know. I know. Like it's funny when you've experienced this too. People come up for a photo or an autograph. I'm like, I'm not famous. Like I'm like you. Like I just I just have a camera on when I do mm. what everyone else does. But technically, you're a public person. Well, like no, you, no, you no, this weekend get. padded my ego. You want a quick story, Fluke? This yeah. is insane. This was crazy. Uh, I'm staying with my cousin last night, mm. uh, and you know it's it's Denver. I've never visited him before. He, I mean, we saw each other like once two years ago, and then when we were kids, right? So I'm just his cousin. Yeah. He's, he, but I mean, in a good way. Like we're yeah. we're, we're friends, uh, and I'm staying with him. 
And uh, he's like, oh, so what's that What's that card game you're into? Like, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, flesh and blood. You know, it, it's just this thing, whatever. Uh, and he, you know, texts it to his coworker or whatever who's into magic. And he's like, oh, yeah, my cousin, it, it wasn't magic in the end. Like, it was flesh and blood. And the dude texts back, is it Ethan Van Sant? And he goes, oh, what? <laughs> and it's because... That guy yeah. had seen my stream where I said, yeah, I'll be staying with my cousin in Denver. And, and then when Michael sent the message saying, oh, yeah, my cousin's fat, it clicked. Yeah. And Michael goes, holy shit, you're like a niche internet celebrity. Yeah. I'm like, I guess I, I am. I mean, there's a word for it. It's micro-influencer, <laughs> yeah. but you have influence. Use it. Like, if you have to get people to ver- verify and reference that you own a deck and that it's roughly worth whatever you're trying to claim... Get it right now on Twitter. We get a thousand people to write a little reference. Like you could write the reference letter, just get them to date, sign it, return it, mm. and you will end up with multiple hundreds of them. An insurance company can't just ignore multiple hundred unique people going, "Yes, a Levia deck for flesh and blood with those cold falls is worth this." He's mm. a YouTuber for the game that specializes in this. Like it's not hard to do. It's right. time. It, 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 like it just needs said, to come time. after this hurdle. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's time. time it's wise, annoying, yeah. but it's doable. I'm, I'm happy to. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. It's be can, hilarious. Can it be postmarked from Sydney? Can we organize that? Yeah, that's what I mean. We 100%. Yeah. Like, cause we'll, That'll really freak you You make it, we have to put an address in. You'll get international addresses for sure. There we go. So what's the future for your YouTube? Yeah, when are you having you... kids? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what <laughs> no, heroes no, are they no, going to no. play? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your girlfriend wanted to know. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not playing Levia, out. <laughs> you, you know, there was... A, you are not my child. She she was at the Columbus Battle Harden. She actually won first place in the cosplay contest. Oh, uh, yes, yes, I yes, saw those. we saw. I, I made that touch. costume just for the record, okay? Yes, it was her in it, but so I you did make the costume. Yes. So you're quite artsy crafty. You know how to... I mean, the hot glue gun. Like scissors and a hot glue gun okay. and like, you know, spray paint. But yeah, yeah, we, we got it together. Um, someone asked her, because this was like her first appearance as Woman Sant, how does it feel for your boyfriend to just be like obsessed with a fake woman <laughs> with tentacles? And she was just like, oh my God. So you weird put it question, that though. way, yeah. like that is, it is freaky, but it's also freaky that you asked that. So like, let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, it's like, right. Like it's not an obsession. I think we've cleared that up. Like you know, it, it's it's a it's a passion. You know, this isn't like waifu for you. This is like no, you God, like no. the you like the. Uh, listen, it's an RPG game. That's what Flesh and yeah. Blood feels. It's like playing Street Fighter. It's like playing Diablo. Like you pick a hero, you got your gear, mm-hmm. you build a deck, but it's very much you got to feel in tune with like. It's and it's not an attraction. Like I don't play Dora oh, of an attraction. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of my, and and like my Dawn Blade getting stronger the more I swing. I love the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. The hero could be male, could be anything. Like it, it would be less relevant to how the deck feels, the cards look. Like this, there's decks I can't play because of the art. Like I don't enjoy the art enough to play. Like Brute's one of them actually for me. Oh my no, god! No, I don't, I don't want the you're gory. On that side of the room. I'm not looking for gory. Do you know what I mean? Like in when I play, I usually play the good hero in in a game. Do you know mm. what I mean? I don't pick the villain. Can we psychoanalyze that? <laughs> what the the <laughs> that you not wanting to play gory and wanting to play the good guy. That's my preference. And psych, you know, let's, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Like, yeah. Let's give you the Freudian um, once over. No, but Man Sent channel. Like, mm. what are we going to move more? Are we ever going to see a rebrand? If you were to go full streaming mode, 
Are you going to stay 100% level your focus? Are you going to like transcend that? Or where do you see? Are you going to do more teaching stuff? Like, are you just going to do all of it like you are now? Um, well, eventually I'll be CEO of LSS. So, you know, I will have to. <laughs> yeah, James. By the way, no. I fucking doubt that. <laughs> no, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Not even a goal. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky actually to have already had like a tie to this, you know, moniker like Mansant. First of all, it's a play on my last name. If you haven't mm. figured that out, Vansant, Mansant. Uh, and it's just been like my gamer title, I guess, for a long time that I do like it. Like it's, it's me. You know, you can call me Mansant. I'm totally down for that. I don't have a channel called like, you know, the romping club. Like <laughs> I, that, that's not me. And so I do like that. I'm, I, you know, branding it's wise, yeah. I have like Mansant, but then I have the League of Leviathan. Mm. And so like those being separate already, yeah. I, I like where that's, where that line's been drawn. Where the League of Leviathan is for the Leviathan players. It's not tied to me. Like, yeah, I paid for the No, but the, that could, one day if the game gets big, you could have a League of Leviathan channel and it's not just yeah, you. Yeah, but exactly. You know, like community easily. Run, like whatever it is. Yeah. But the League of Leviathan exists. Yes. Thanks to me starting it. But the players were there. They just needed yeah. that, that that focal point. So you know that that exists. That's nice. But I can also reel back if I want and just be Mansant and do what I want to do away from being too Leviathan centric. Like even in the early days of you know overlays, like very simple stuff. I used to keep it all Leviathan themed. But I'm not gonna make it a Leviathan overlay for the SEG Con stream. Like yeah, that that's a distinction. So. Um, you know, Mansant, me, what I want to do, I've enjoyed the daily streams. Talishar existing is in- incredible, incredible. My only take over Talishar is I want more people to work on it. So there's animations like I, I, I love it as a tool, uh, especially since I live in the middle of nowhere. It's been kind of my saving grace in playing Flesh and Blood at all. So the streams, like if I'm sitting down and playing Flesh and Blood, I will turn on the camera these days mm. because I get... The viewers, I get, you know, a chance to interact. I get a chance to teach. I get a chance to, you know, a- answer questions and also ask questions because, I mean, people yep. will show up like Fino or Levi or whatever, and these are great players. Yeah, yeah. They'll it help might not you with a line. In, they'll help you with a matchup. Yeah. yeah, but they might not be huge in, like, the content they're putting out, but their brain is perfect. Yes. And, like, mm-hmm. them being in chat oh, Fino, is good for Fino's me. Fino's content is amazing. He just he has too much on, I think, to be mm-hmm. a YouTuber. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love his videos when he bothers to post them. He's, he should be on the podcast this week. Yeah, he'll be here. Have you said 20 episodes. Go for it. He's here. <laughs> uh, but so so that's, that's what I personally have been going more towards is this idea of, like, becoming a streamer. Mm. And I've got some good role models like Majin Bey, uh, who, oh, my God, I think the finals just dropped tonight, yes. actually, of the Goliath Gauntlet. Can we say that he, the winner? I, I think it's out. Because well, this did will definitely come so out who by did, then. Who did Bay play in the final? This doesn't post till tomorrow. So Okay, so Majin Bay won. Just have, uh, I've known this for like a week now. Who did he play in the final? Sorry, he beat Michael. DM Armada. Yeah. The finals DM was the DM Armada. But Majin had no break getting there. It was Brendan Patrick yep. into Mike, no, Isaac Crew into Michael Hamilton, mm. I think was the run. So who The dude is insane at card games. but Mostly Legendary and Terror is what he's known for. And he's a big streamer in that right. But he's also a good friend of mine at this point uh, just because his name is Van Patten. And I'm Van Sant. So we always sit next to each other at these events. We've gotten to hang out. We've gotten to talk. Uh, and really big role model of mine in like what it takes to become a full-time streamer. Because yeah. there isn't one for Flesh and Blood. I don't Zero, really yeah. think 
there could realistically be a full time, but that's when the other parts rope into it. Yes. Like what I'm trying to do for SEG cons, what I'm trying to do for even like your little podunk towns at like ProQuest, you know, like I'll, I'll still do what I can to elevate like those kinds of experiences. Um, and I still have like my own real life job too, which is mm. contract. So it's, it's super malleable. Uh, so, you know, if I can juggle all that into a life, I like that. You're living the dream, baby. Yeah. Well, I don't really make money. So that that's a factor yeah, that but I need to change. As long as you're money, but significant money. I do other. Live. I am alive. Yeah, yeah. as yeah. long as she makes the money, it's fine. She's doing okay. You're the yeah. trophy husband one day, it's fine. <laughs> Just go down that route. Okay, you're lucky to have me. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I won't say that on camera. I'm lucky to have her though. <laughs> say that. I, it'd be it, she's not around this trip, is she? No, um I don't think she'll ever go on a flesh and blood trip again. Yeah. With me, she was not happy after the battle hardened in Columbus because I pitched it as like, "Hey, there's like a speakeasy thing after. Like everyone's cool, just come hang out." But come hang out was just kind of like watch me draft. Yes, which I didn't want it to be that, but like she's not going to draft, but I'm not going to say no to a draft. So well, uh, buddy, it was just a little awkward. You should just say no to the draft next time. <laughs> But everyone was drafting. That, you know, that, like, that, cool that, that, people That's such drafting. a 20-something-year-old thing to say. Let me tell we you. We all have you, been there. No, no, no. Don't worry. Okay. I've made okay. these Let, It's an investment. Same you say Don't no worry. to the draft. You hang out with her because she'll come to the next event. That's all, that's all it takes sometimes. Yeah, but she doesn't She doesn't get anything out of these anyway. Uh, so, you know, like, she's not woman Sam. I call her that because it's funny, but she's not trying to be woman yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> she's trying to finish her PhD. Yeah. So, like, she's yeah, just going to yeah. do that. So That's fair. All right. Um, Any other? Well, great to get episode one with you. Mm-hmm. One of 20, right? Wow. Power Look, through. I just think it's a good idea to have this as season two, the start of season two. That's all. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm buzzing out. I just feel so surreal yeah. that we're here in America again. San Jose, great dinner. We didn't, Ooh, you know, Thunder wasn't even around when we were in New Jersey. No, no, no. You know, we're, just, we're like 20 episodes really? and maybe no. like 22 weeks or something. This is like all that. new and That's it just fair. feels so awesome. And I mean, to be our it, first guests on foreign soil because yeah. our whole shtick is in person. Is in person. Yeah. Okay. In the future, we are going to start doing a bit, we are going to do um, some Unless we things. can. Unless we can chain this yeah. type of thing together. Like if, if there's a New Zealand calling that we're both going to. Yes. And we take the kit to New Zealand and then try and record five there. That saves us five weeks of content till the mm-hmm. next. And we can fill with just Paul and I because they're great episodes when it's just us. Mm-hmm. But if look, I think we agree. If we never have a video interview, great. It's magical. There's something magical about a conversation, I think. Yeah, body language and... and oh, yeah. 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 We, I just really enjoy that. Mm. Even outside of, like, Funder not being... Even though today we had some questions for you, I just like having conversations with people yeah. more so than... Well, it's in the flesh and blood. It's thematic to keep yeah. it that way. That's right. That's but how you get I, the LSS but, sponsorship. But we, we, we've agreed that there's some... Like James White. If he'll come on Funder and it's only going to work by video, we get him on by video. It's mm-hmm. not, it's same as you. If we couldn't have done this, we are gonna we would have had you on video at some point. Like, it's silly to wait and not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, honestly, I forgot you guys were so new because I distinctly remember the the like opening tweet of my experience with Funder was Carolina, who I really yeah. hope you get on, saying, like, this is... Like, the intro just makes her smile. Uh, and I'm like, oh, what intro is this? And then, yeah, it's made So, in other words, person. Paul makes her smile. She threatened not to come on unless I dance. I'm like, you're replaceable. I'm not. Oh, <laughs> no, no, yeah. she is. I'm not telling her she's... 
I'm the host. There's many people that have said that they need to get John to dance. It's not, by the way, now it's just a stubbornness thing. Like, uh-huh. usually he'd be dancing. I'm, like, making sure it's recording. Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm um, tanking for that 30 seconds. But now it's just stubbornness. I won't dance. So I never even noticed that that was the dynamic here. I kind of bit my lip. I tried to do a little thing. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah. It's fine. No one competes with him. He's too out. Like, no, there's good. no point. No one's going to look at me anyway. <laughs> Big shout out to Sean. For making the track. Yeah, like that's a... You can tell what song that is. Um, I should know it. I'm going to say something dumb like Copacabana, but it's, it's no, not. No, no, it's, it's a very famous Australian song. Okay. Um, we ripped it off and got our friend Sean to like make it non-copyright. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hopefully. It's a it's a highly copyrighted <laughs> song because it's, like, it's like the unofficial Australian album, like theme song. Like uh-huh. that's not the... But anyway, great to have you. And also good that you got this out of the way. Now you can just focus on worlds. Oh, yeah. I can focus on rolling one into one. Also, we're happy to test. We have decks during the week. If you um, if you guys want any testing partners, Dory and... and what are you on? Briar Baby. Briar Baby. But if you guys need a Dory or a Briar... Oh, I'm not... I, look, that's the thing. I'm not in charge of this test house for the testing. No, I'm, I'm in charge of the content. Sure. So if, I, if I need, you know... A, the reason I say is Dory especially... Uh, by the way, I'm not playing Worlds. I mm. mainly want to do this while I'm here. But what I noticed at Pro Tour Lil is everyone that played into me and lost, very good players, Brody included, hadn't tested it. You beat it. Brody Spurlock? The, I was his only loss. Yeah. But he asked me the right questions after the match. He goes, how would I have won? What did I do wrong? Oh, you didn't do anything wrong, but you sideboarded sinks and fates. And he goes, yeah, shouldn't I? I go, nope. No, 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 no. Out aggro me. Make me scared. Because you're like that deck goes off. Mm-hmm. And he beat another Dory later in the day and came up and told me. Like he's adaptable, which he is, is he why is. he'll be good. Like yep, he'll never play Leviah. He he wants adaptability. <laughs> um but the re- what I'm saying is you can't just test Dory with someone that can play the deck. Same as Leviah. If you're gonna test into Leviah, you shouldn't grab that deck when you've never got reps in it. Like, yes, you'll be able to pull out some lines if you're a good player, but it's different if I test Levi into you. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Of course. <laughs> I am that person. You are that person. I am that person. Yeah. And yeah. and Dory, I'm one of those people. I'm not, I, I don't believe I'm high level, but it's definitely like I've got a thousand reps in that deck. That's a deck I, mm. I can at least tell you what you did well and not well into me as a, how I felt during certain hands, which just your friend on Talisha putting, grabbing a Dory deck that top aided and playing it doesn't mean anything. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Yeah, are we getting another guest tonight? How's that going? Um, and ne- our next guest should be Matthew, folks. We'll tease the next episode. It just depends on whether he's here tonight or tomorrow. I, th- I think I, probably I tomorrow. Hope- it's getting late. It's fine. We'll figure that out later. I any any last words? Tomorrow. Any, tomorrow. Any tomorrow. shout outs? Anything you want to share? I mean, obviously, subscribe to um, Mansent, the YouTube channel. You're on Twitter. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? Uh, I mean, Patreon. Yeah, I have a Patreon, but and you know, the League only... of Leviathan Discord. Find the link. Sure, sure. By the way, you should find the link out of whether you want to ever play Leviathan, but also to learn how Leviathan plays. Like, it's mm-hmm. probably a good idea if you're a pr- good player or want to be competitive, just to see what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as we know, hey, maybe she even gets this uh, fabled slot, so maybe she's met. Oh, is that the rumor? Is that? The- <laughs> I hope. I hey, hope it's. The you're reality. definitely the only and first person saying it before the set comes out, so we'll see. You could be right. I think we might find out on Thursday. I have a feeling. Oh, well, they're they're opening a case on Thursday, and as you know, with Dynasty, the Rainbow Four Fable is fairly common compared to like mm-hmm. the Cold Foil one. 
So opening a case tells me there's product there, tells me maybe they'll do like a pre-release chaos draft or something this week. You weekend. mean at Worlds they're opening this? Yes, on wow. Thursday at the banquet, there's a oh, case wow. of Dynasty being opened by Fabled Hunters and Fab Unsealed, Saint and Why not you? Chris. What happened here? <sighs> Moving on. Touchy? Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> very touchy. Actually. Oh, I, I, look, I wasn't booked for Worlds till last minute. Okay, that okay. probably plays into Also, I got a spoiler. I'm, it's fine. Excuses. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> before we yes. wrap this up, one word of advice for a Timmy out there that maybe plays Bolton but's been mm. eyeing off Levia and they want to start playing Levia. What one bit of advice? Step one, call it Levia. What's yeah, the yeah, second yeah. step? I, uh, <laughs> I was about to crack oh, that. Come on. I was a waiting. tangible piece of advice. Just <laughs> yes. one little nugget. I'll kick you out of All the right. Discord. One right. little nugget. Hmm. I'd say if you really want to pick up Levia and you're serious about giving her a chance, hmm. then play her not to win, but play her to just do your best to make the game long enough that you've just learned something instead of just gotten frustrated out of your loss. Hmm. Because Levia is a deck that you're going to lose a lot more on than any other hero because she can't really just like, oh, I won. Like, I drew the good cards. Like, that doesn't really happen because... It's just not, it's, you're not fi. Like, there's, there's the reality, sorry. Um, but you will learn a lot from your losses. And if you get frustrated, it's going to cloud your takeaway. And you're just going to blame it on things that you might think are variants that were actually just incorrect decisions mm. that didn't actually make the least variance outcomes possible. Because it definitely should always be your overarching goal. So when you're playing Leviah, just, you know, be content losing. Be content losing. But also look for actual learning moments instead of blaming the deck. That'd Great be advice. Be it. Well, there you go. There All right, go. guys. Thank we'll you, see Ethan. You soon. Best of luck for Worlds. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you on those top Best tables. Luck to you too. Me and oh. Bolton. Hopefully, we're in a draft pod together, baby. That'll oh, be fun. I'm going I'm to screw it up. Okay. <laughs> 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 Man, just force fire, heal force fire. Your pod will be shit. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, guys. See you on the next one. See ya. Thank mm-hmm. you.